0: Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the World Podcast. I am Stephen Batista, and with me, the most distinguished gentleman there is, Curtis Degar. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, my man. Great to be back on the boards with you.
0: Yeah, man, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. I miss you. <laughs> how's,
1: how's it going? <laughs> it's been busy, man. It's been busy. With the season, you know, it's, it's about the midpoint, you know, everybody's rolling, you know, full schedules. Uh, it's, it's crazy. You know, the first couple of weeks, people are kind of feeling out their season, and bouncing around, but now's the point where everyone's pretty much rolling every day, you know. Um,
0: We're like you know. in August, if it was the MLB.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog days. Absolutely, absolutely. So, shout out to all the, all the people in Stripes, you know, doing their thing, you know, ensuring that, you know, contests are getting in, and and, um, and yeah, you know, best of luck to everyone. But yeah, it's uh, it's busy, you know. And then the other piece of it is, is you know, many folks have lives and jobs, you know, so just trying to balance work with uh, being able to officiate and then all the other responsibilities, you know, kind of in that mix as well. So yeah, but things are good. Can't complain. It's been a a good season.
0: Our trade is uh, we get paid, but it's also not generally everybody's number one thing that they do. And the commitment and time and travel is a, it is a grind. It is a grind. Absolutely. And, you know, me, Having a, the varsity season and 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 catching uh, to catch you up on what's been happening with the podcast, and you know, I interviewed um, the structure of the the New York City baseballs PSALs, the the governing body and high schools level that A, Double AA, A, Triple A, and I my first coach interview was with Anderson Amante of Inwood, and his story from taking his team from developmental single A, Double A, went to the championship game. Overlooked the team. He he talks about it too. You got to hear. It. He he he's. I asked him, "Did you overlook him?" He's like, "We thought we won." That's how much he overlooked them, and they got humbled, lost the game, and he moved up to AAA. And he's COVID and he's back at it. And he uh recently. So in to catch you up on my events as in the middle of the season, Monroe High School. Shout out to Mike Toro. They are the Patriots of New York City baseball. They won so many championships and the monroe tournament is a chance for all new york city and some Westchester, and maybe some long island schools catholic or otherwise to get into this tournament it's an invitation only tournament and it's pretty prestigious and happens only during the um easter break so fresh off george washington high school's winning of the tournament inwood anderson's team has been up and down they no hit them won five nothing the other day. So shout out to Anderson that, that uh, I'm sure he texted me and he's got such a distinct voice. I could, I read it in his voice. Oh, so happy. So, that, and I worked that one tournament to pull the curtain back. I was very disappointed. I didn't get the final. I thought this was my year, oh, but I'll get it's there, coming. That's coming. I've got the double a final and the triple a final next year, but I was, uh, the wind was taken out of my sails in that one, but it was a great tournament. And yeah. And then yesterday, uh, I had, um, The coach from um, Bathgate High School in the Bronx is Steve Lamuccio. And similar to Anderson, he started the program, brought them up from developmental. They're still in the AA. They won the championship in 2018. And uh, it's just cool to talk to coaches and they they give me some feedback on umpiring. And it's interesting when you hear them because their lens is so close, even though they're great coaches and varsity level coaches. They only see PSAL level umpires, mm-hmm. and outside of guys like Leon and Danny Gonzalez and other coaches who, uh, other excuse me, um, umpires who do higher levels, there's not that many that they see that are Curtis Degar's and and or I'm some that one that stands mm-hmm. out so. It, mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear them talk back to me and, and get their feedback and I feel bad in a way, in an essence, but that's driving me to make a big change in the coming years to developing umpires in the city. So yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at as far as podcasts and somewhat mid-season. So you take the floor. Tell me about college.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, first, man, those are, those are some really cool conversations. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of good content, good, good, good uh nuggets for learning. They're really from, vulnerable uh, too. I yeah. Think. You know when yeah. Anderson
0: talked about that loss, it was really I felt it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot goes into it. You know, um, there's an investment in the development, you know, of those players and and of that culture. You know, so um, so it's dope. I can't I can't wait to listen and hear the passion in, in those in those podcasts. Yeah, um, season's been good. I think what I've enjoyed about the season is uh, my partners to be honest, you know, you know, I'm, I'm working a solid schedule. Um, I I believe my assigners know what they're doing when they put people in, in, in the positions they're in, you know, to work every season. So I'm I'm excited for what my assigners have done for me this year and, you know, and, and positioning me to learn with some really good, really good dudes, but then also to perform amongst really good dudes. So, um, so I, I think my, my, my D1 stuff is really good. Um, you know, and and uh but with that, I think my midweek and then also my division three stuff uh is solid as well. Working with some quality guys, working some 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 solid two-man stuff in preparation for the postseason stuff that's coming as well. Um, and just you know, this is my second season in the Philly area. So still getting to know a lot of not only uh, fellow officials, but then also coaches in this area, because I was in the Poconos prior, and uh, and I would travel from that particular area. So um, there's a lot of you know reacquainting with folks and them getting the chance to see me work and and um, become comfortable with um, me being around more, uh, but then also just um, enjoying, um, you know, being on the field and 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 um, being impactful with the, in, in the games that I'm working. So, so it's been good. I, I think there's been some, some learning as well, you know, that's, that's taking place, you know, I think, and, and it should always be that way, right? Like, we're, you know, even though we may be at a certain point in our careers, you know, we never stop learning and just being around folks who are willing to, you know, have the conversations before and after games to just kind of talk about situations and opportunities and, you know, things that we could just kind of, hold on to so that way we don't, you know, forget those things in our next contest. You know, I think that's been really fun for me this year. You know, just being around good partners um, who want to have those conversations um, before they, you know, build out and head home. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's been good. I think now the, you know, as we alluded to earlier, the, the part of the season where you know, the, the the contests that really, really matter are starting to come up. So I'm excited about that with my upcoming partners and just wanting to um, uh, be prepared to show up when it's time to, you know, be present and, uh, and and just continue to have fun, you know. Do you have any expectations of, like, playoffs or where you might cap
0: off, like, uh, your goals? Do you know, like... like, like life uh, goals or... No, like, no, not goals life goals, like, year. within the season, like, uh, in playoffs and how far you get gone. How far have you gone?
1: Well, I'm a regional uh, umpire now at the D3 level, which is great. You know, I I aspire to, you know, work a D3 World Series at some point. You know, I I think I'm on that trail now, you know, so the goal is just to remain consistent and continue to perform. So that way I'm, you know, I remain in in alignment with what they're looking for, you know, in that tournament environment.
0: Yeah.
1: I think the other part of that is, you know, again, if life aligns with this is to continue to it. Advance as a Division One conference umpire, and then hopefully get to a place where I'm considered for postseason for Division One as well. So,
0: like that, yeah, that's, that's yeah. And uh, to, for my point, in mean, hearing you all say that, and man, I, if this is like an all thoughts considered uh, episode, you know, m- immediately I feel, I feel sort of uh like a uh, the, the ceiling is right above me, mm-hmm. at varsity level. Hearing mm-hmm. you talk and being inspired, you being inspired by learning in such a way. And I say you and I emphasize that because I learned from you just by osmosis and you're above me and, and just your anecdotes and and stuff like that. Is, I can pick up on that and grow from that. But I'm not learning on a field level or on a real life, a real game level. And uh I don't have much more to learn where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't. That's I've real. Got, I'm that's, using that's very real. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I, of course, I got the championship games that are, are very much career goals and hopefully the opportunity for it to go back to Yankee Stadium. I'm not sure if it is this year. I hope it is. Of course, you know, especially next year, but whatever. If that doesn't happen, I mean, that actually, that would that really suck. If, I, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, that would really suck. But, no, but going back to what I was saying is, it reminds me of what Leon said in an episode that I recorded with him. You know, my man started jujitsu to help himself become a better ref- wrestling referee. That's the kind of mind that we're dealing with with Leon. And I love that about him. Oh, and uh, going back to Anderson Amante. Uh, so he was in that championship game. Leon was the home plate umpire for that game. So it was back to back episodes. What a coincidence. But uh, in the episode, what Leon was talking about um, when he did jujitsu. And it's funny because he booked in jujitsu as something that made him. A better official whereas I started you just before I started being official and I I made me a better official but we we bookend it but he started just talking about it's been a while since I've started at zero it's been a while but that something I was passionate about required mm-hmm. me to get better at yeah and I'm very you know I'm obviously passionate about I'm hiring enough to to do all this and go out of my way to start a podcast with you and and Carlos and, and interview all these coaches but hearing you talk and hearing you have this sort of like, I don't have any of those that excitement. I'm not, it's kind of uh, just turning the pages and and it's yep. rote for me. I think without the podcast, honestly, it would uh, I wonder how, how much more despondent I would feel because I didn't even realize that I'm, I'm a little checked out. Mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. Monroe Tournament, of course, and I love some games and some coaches and they're always going to get me up and get me fired up and I still love the trade no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm -hmm. but you know hearing you talk I, i i need to advance you know this is i hit my ceiling like i said so you know
1: i i think what's 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 real and you know i talk with my my team at work about this a lot um i i feel like i'm a product of really good leadership that you know that that understood the importance of recognizing when someone has grown out of an experience you know um we don't talk about that a lot, you know. I think we've been kind of groomed in our society to navigate something for as long as you can because of the inherent benefit of being a part of that organization or experience.
0: The diminished returns that comes with that too can really and, exactly.
1: mess you up. You know, man. like, oh, you know, you've been there for five, 10, 15 years, you're embedded, you know, like all these type of things, you're invested. But what that is is keeping you in a box, right? And all your interests and passions and goals, all the kind of things they're kept at bay because you're committed to something that you have grown out of so long ago. Right. And I think what you just alluded to is something that I feel super blessed to reflect on, to be honest, because I remember as I was trying to break in into high school in Ohio and and shout out to Mark Spicer, who, you know, is my big bro, you know, and um, he knew I was, I was, I was going through a frustrating time trying to, get people to see that you know i can work you know i, I was young but i could work and you know, i was coming from illinois i had all my all my stickers and stripes and licenses and all kinds of stuff and and they weren't giving me a shot they were keeping me on the kiddie field you know and mm-hmm. and um and i wasn't having it you know and and um and he he saw my frustration and he put me to work in the summer you know doing his his tournament stuff and and ended up uh Saying to me uh, one day after working the tournament, "Hey, why don't you come down and work this uh this scrimmage at Ohio State? You know, just just come down and you know have a little fun." I was like, "Bet," you know. So I'm thinking it like I mean, it was it was like the World Series for me. You know, it was like I needed something to give me a little energy, a little. A little a little little octane, you know, just to kind of refresh my my interest because it was waning. You know, I was like, you know what, I could be doing something else with my time. Like that like if y'all don't see me, then I might have to go someplace else to be seen. And that yeah. one pra- that one practice, you know, I mean my shoes were shined up, bro. I mean, like my my slacks was I, I mean everything, you know, and that one intra squad practice, man, um, introduced me to a, my soon to be D three assigner for the next five years, you know, yeah. in Ohio and you know, I think. I think what. Check it out in the
0: first episode, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, you know, so so I I hear you, and I think um, I think many officials need that opportunity to evaluate what's that next thing, and how can I continue to be challenged so that way I feel like I'm growing, like I feel like I'm expanding doing this hobby that I I enjoy that I love, you know, so that way you don't disconnect from it mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, because then it becomes a job. Then it becomes hard because you're forcing yourself to try and do something that you still have an interest in, but you're just not really connected to it. And and that's, that's when it becomes painful, you know, yeah. and everyone knows it. Like the players know it, the coach know it, you know, like your, your colleagues and peers know it. It has yeah. to be something that continues to feed you. Otherwise it may be time for, to do something else. And we need to have more conversations like that.
0: You make a great point too. Um, but, I would say that going uh, to touch, like the Monroe tournament was uh it was a gut punch not getting because and actualizing what I'm, my actual feelings live with, on the podcast, like I just really kind of realized, oh shit, I'm I'm really sort of, uh, I'm just there. I'm sort of going through the and that Monroe tournament really, missing that really disappointed me more than it probably should, but that's just maybe because other sh- stuff in my life is not uh, compensating for whatever reason, but. As far as uh, the next thing or or you talk about like being there and sort of being exposed for not being, being interested. Sure. I still think disinterested Steven Batista is the best city umpire there is. So, but that like even recognizing or even saying that out loud is not something I want I to ever rest on or think about or, you know, sure, maybe that's a fact, whatever, but who cares and that doesn't matter and that's not something that I'm trying to hang my hat on. That's not like a, a success or anything. It's kind of like a, it's kind of whack, honestly, that the disinterest Steven Batista is the best umpire in the city. And also that there is a disinterest Steven Batista personally. So it's like a double edge. But yeah, that's, so, real. that's yeah, real. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, and and in talking to coaches and, and getting their feedback, one thing I want when I was, uh, I was talking to Carlos and I want, I was thinking about you. We, I was ta- he was talking about uh so the way we structured talking shop is we go over two subjects we both give our little anecdotes and airing gr- airing of grievances and then at the end we talk about something you know germane to us and he brought up uh talking about umpires and shortages and the national shortage and why there's disinterest or whatever and his point about it was his his leading point I should say not like it was it, he had more reasons why that it's not one thing that there's a shortage of umpires he was saying how uh abuse from parents and stuff like that and sure for me personally and for me an objective viewer of of why there is such a shortage and why there is there's not interest for me personally i never went through abuse in in the way that i think uh the caricature of an umpire through in people's mm-hmm. minds mm-hmm. that's not a reality If especially if you're competent in your job that is kind of life if you're competent in your Mm -hmm. job the criticism should be very um small percentage and not Mm -hmm. something that's like a stereotype i think the stereotype comes from a lot of things which leads me to my point of where i resisted that 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 was a, a thing it's like how can you tell me teenagers aren't interested in something they don't know to be interested in or youth not just teenagers and i say teenagers because my in my mind in a bigger level of beyond the rules is to go into schools and job fairs and and do what when I compare it to beat the streets in the city, which has turned city New York City wrestling into what it is in a high school varsity level by basically like a YMCA. You, it's club stuff. They get grants. These kids don't have to play for singlets, wrestling shoes. They can just show up and learn wrestling as, for free. And for umpires, we can give away – we can have umpires donate uh, – use put good equipment or get grants and work through the city where none of these kids have to pay for the stuff that we all have to pay for to start and, and work through it. And if you build that interest and you work in, and then you set the, you level set the expectations of the community, right? You work through each community, have a representative of umpires going to the meetings that all the parents go through. And I see it on my end now with my daughter Estelle, I see how coaches are usually parents on the rec level. And they all have they they all come together and they all make decisions, but there's not one representative of umpire in there. There's not one official who is giving them these insights and they have these very finite views of umpire. Don't argue with them, don't do this, then they have their own little like uh commandments on the field, you know. No umpire had any input in that. They just are sort of like safeguarding themselves for a stereotype, and and I think that is telling and it's more of on the on the side of these assigners who cry, well, we don't have these bodies. It's like, well, you're not doing anything to promote yourself. I know for working other sports, wrestling in particular, that there's an interest in becoming a, re- a referee. We have new kids, and I say kids because they're under the age of 25, coming through every year. And after matches, kids come up to me and they ask me, how do you become a ref? That's never happened once as an umpire. Because blue is not a glamorous job. It's not only mm. not glamorous, it's, I use the term often, it's seen as a necessary evil. And I think when when you have that sort of stereotype, nobody's going to, that, yeah, sure, that contributes to the, well, they have lack of interest, but why, why? Nobody's solving the why. Nobody's trying to change cultures either. They're just sort mm. of giving up mm. to it. Yeah, I agree. And, and then I got into that, you know, and I, and, Yeah, I'll I'll say it because if anybody's going to listen more to Beyond the Rules, then good. I want you to hear I think my allot in life is to... I want to do more as an umpire. I want to get to college, and and I do have the same goals that you have and Leon has, Carl's has, because I love the job, and I love the thrill. You know? It's cool. It's thrilling sometimes, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And these are things that people don't even know. How do they know it's fun? Yeah. I think they sort of visualize umpires as like begrudgingly doing this thing because they have the best seat but i think my lot is to i really want to change how umpires are recruited built and on a local and maybe hopefully grander level how the community works with and Mm -hmm. we need to all work together parents coaches and officials Mm -hmm. not just the two of them and then we're just like the contracted third party right and yeah so I think I've said enough. I and then yeah. and I said that to Carlos and thought about you and 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 I've been saying it to coaches and you know what do you think? Because uh, I, I you're far removed from the city I, and you're I, I don't know how re- attached you are to bad umpiring on a level that it you're like what is this? It's not fair. It really is not fair that Monroe is. The Patriots of New York City. I mean, they should build a statue of Mike that He's subjected to some of these umpires. It's it's mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, what, what's what's been kind of cool for me this season is, uh, I was asked to if I wanted to help out with some of the high school baseball in the area when I had some days off from college, and I said yeah. And you know, I, I was help out how take some games, work work some varsity games.
0: Oh gosh, gotcha, gosh, gotcha, gosh, gotcha, gosh, gotcha.
1: mm-hmm. and I haven't worked varsity. In a, in, in a few years in a minute and definitely not here in PA so this is my first year working in PA high school I have my license all that kind of stuff but I was like yeah sure you know I wasn't really honestly honestly I wasn't thinking because I was you know I was just you know responded to text and I was like yeah sure I can help out and before you know it flu games mm. just pop up on our but I'm like ah, god <laughs> donk it you know but um but you know is what it is um was Marty and, the assigner? No, no I he, joke. not. that's a joke. Marty's the same way.
0: <laughs> you leave it like, hey, Marty, and I don't give me seven games. I didn't mean I'm open the <laughs> <Right>. whole day.
1: <laughs> like you said, you you show free, so I gave you some. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so this is for me, first season Philly area and working with the Catholic League, and and I, I'm excited. I'm like, you know what? Let me, you know it, this is this is gonna be cool. You know. So, and um, ironically, you know, I, I I've been paired with really good. Officials, which is which has been really nice, really refreshing, and that's important because you know when you go work high school after really being primarily a college umpire and working a collegiate schedule, you have to kind of shift your gaze a little bit. You have to change you know, your perspective a little bit and work the high school game. You know, and, and sometimes I think when you shift that gaze and 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 put yourself into that high school environment you have to remember that the way you work a collegiate game will probably not be received quickly by a high school coach and a high school team because you probably going to be a little bit more sharper, a little bit more quicker with specific mechanical things or rule things. And that's not what those coaches are used to getting when it comes to the quality of officiating. And that is the scenario that we're in. You know, the problem when it comes to consistent officiating you know at the level of the game you know they're not used to about.
0: they're not used to that consistency when i'm doing it and i'm not a i'm not a college umpire
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i show mm-hmm. up they're
0: like oh that's a balk
1: mm-hmm, it's never right, been called right like, wow well, right. like, shit that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sorry
0: sorry blue failed you mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and no. you know and and you know so i've, I've worked three games now and um in every game there is something that is called and there is this shock factor of it being called news you know? to me. My first game, I had to call a a pop up slide interference. You know, and the coach was literally like, "What? What did you just call?" And I'm like, "This is you know, like it's it's those type of things." Yes, um, I had
0: exact call today. Mm-hmm, uh, was it at mm-hmm. home?
1: No, it was at second base. Yeah. Well, and, in uh,
0: softball, the, the the girl just the catcher was trying to jump to catch the ball, and the 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 runner just ran into her and oh, in yeah, all yeah, contact yeah, yeah, yeah. And i yeah. just go out yeah. she, she there was no she was safe in terms of that there was no tag or and the coach i had to explain to him he was like well, that was a good call then
1: i'm yeah. like you yeah. know like why yeah. is this
0: news to you yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 it's just a reminder that i think part of and what i appreciate about what your passion is is uh, is, is I think we all have to be committed to developing not only our fellow officials' uh, competencies when it comes to rules and and mechanics and things like that, but then also, you know, when and, and coaches have to be open to this, right? Mm, like absolutely, like when 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 there are scenarios that are being managed and there are questions, be open to hearing w- w- the rationale of why things are being called, you know. Beyond the um, rules, you can say it. Right, 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 right. You know, like I had a sixth inning, seventh inning game of a, of a, of a game, and, and I had to call obstruction at first because the first baseman, you know, slid his foot back before he hit the ball and, 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 and the runner slid right into the leg, and yes, it's a close game, and yes, I didn't have to call it five times prior, and then five innings prior. So the question is, well, you call us at this point in the game? That's one of the that's one of the statements that really stirs nice the grits. grits for me, you know, like
0: it stirs the grits <laughs> at, at what
1: other point did you want me to call the call? You know, like, you know, we didn't have it the entire game. It's an opportunity to instruct, not to criticize. Right. But I get the inquiry as to why it's being called. And as long as you're willing to hear the rationale, then it could be a learning moment for that, that player and the coach. So that way it doesn't happen again. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where, at the high school level, you know, being able to work a little bit, you know, a little bit of high school and be in those spaces, uh, not only with those officials, but then also with those coaches who are really invested in, like, the development of their players, that's when that gets fun. When they're not invested in the development of players and they're just, like, you know, chipping at their certain things, it's like, all right, really, is this worth it? Like, come on.
0: like Preach, preach, for sure. You know? and, you, and you can sniff that out, too. You know the coaches who understand what you're doing.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, like um doubt. yeah. It's yeah. a similar
0: yeah. situation of like a, why didn't you call that? It's like, well, you know, the game was getting out of hand with one team to another, and uh the mercy wasn't on, and I get I get it, you know, it's back go to baseball card stuff for these kids. They want they want to fill their stats and, or they just want a fair opportunity to get in a bat. And this pitcher was he threw like maybe nine straight ball. It was just ball after ball after ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was one close enough, it was the first pitch on this batter. So it might've been like the ninth pitch of, but I called it a strike and he turned around I'm like first, like I I told these guys, you know, strikes are a little bit bigger because you're up by a lot. And I looked at him and I was like, he needs the confidence. Now he might actually throw you something that he might hit. And two pitches later, he did.
1: Mm-hmm. And the kid mm-hmm. smacked the ball. Mm-hmm. Not,
0: not necessarily what I want out of a game that was out of him. Right. <laughs> right right but right. that are was the, I, I needed I needed him to know he can throw a strike
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we can get
0: this game and yeah and those are things you know I t- and like you said coaches are I have the opportunity to talk coaches I mean they just always approach me that way and they, I'm sure they do with you they if they know you like you said on the, earlier you know like working the opportunity to uh you were Poconos, and now you got the Philadelphia and you're some of the coaches you're coming around more see and they get you, you have an identity. Steven Lamuscio from Bashgate yesterday said he, he looks at the app and he sees the umpires. He's like, Oh, okay. Now I can just coach today. You know? and Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. But that, that needs, there needs to be more of sure accountability on, on all fronts as far as of, uh, officials and assigners, but there needs to be managed expectations too on everybody's level. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. going back to, What I was saying about development is uh, if on a community level, right, we have, let's just put the age range of the kids from 8 to 10 before they get to a bigger field. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before their parents understand that they don't have Jeter on their hands.
1: Right. They're still still excited.
0: I, I can say that from experience, you know, watching my daughter compete in the finals of her travel team. I'm like, it's coach's pitch, travel finals, but fuck it if I wasn't invested more than she was, more than she was. Right, right. he was. Right. was just happy, and she she understood her accomplishment. But what I was saying about like managing expectations on a community level is like if if people know, hey, this is a BTR sponsored umpire. He's working with a program. He's fresh out of high school. He's on here doing his best. He's going through a, a a program that whether you know it or you don't know, and you can look it up, is something that oh oh oh, oh this is a, sp- a specific program to help kids get jobs and stay in the sport and they're learning how to umpire in a proper way and there's transparency and they can go to a website and get all the information that they they want and they do that digging and they care that much to mm-hmm. chirp then if i know human beings on a basic level is you it manage your expectations plus a measure of competency and trust is going to make everybody want to be a part of the process it's going to maybe think hey if i have the next Derek jeter maybe that's the next Joe West on the, on, you know, calling his game and, and he's, everybody's doing their best. It's not some schlep who's just a warm body who maybe, you know, had one too many smells and he doesn't look like he can take his mask off within three seconds. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that guy should be out in any game, but eventually you won't have to have that problem. If you have kids wanting to be umpires and you have everybody managing their expectations on it. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. you yell at a, a kid who's trying his best, come on, those percentages of, uh, of those things are happening. Anything could go viral, but understanding the philosophies that, okay, that a viral incident by definition is something that is not a common occurrence. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, people see these viral instances of umpires and they're like, oh, well, this is like a, it's a meme, not a viral. It's not viral. Right. It's something that right. keeps happening.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: I really, I think that that is something that, I, I have to try. And that's what's cool about the podcast. It made me want to try something and see where it's gone. And, you know, we almost have 700 downloads within the time that we've launched, bro. It's crazy, man. Crazy. crazy. First yeah. episode has 94 listens. Mate. and uh, down, listens. The, the, the hosting website that I, they, uh, they aggregate it or uh, whatever the word is uh, by people who have at least, at least listen halfway. <laughs> 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 so that's pretty good. So, yeah, man, like I, I and I, of course, when the time comes, and I'm gonna send a bat signal to all my fellow umpires and coaches, because if we all want this, which we do, and we could provide jobs and opportunities for, for youth and especially in the city and minorities like ourselves, man, let's let's shift the culture. Let's
1: let's take it. Yeah, yeah. This is good stuff, man. It's yeah, good man. stuff.
0: And and I would never think that anything that I'm good at makes me special because I'm good at it. Never. Mm. Except being a, mm-hmm. being, a
1: being a dad I was waiting for that I was waiting for that being a dad yeah yeah,
0: uh-huh. yeah I do pride that and I do think I'm a fucking good dad but as far I as I'm <laughs> sounds like you guys
1: got like a few fans over there
0: uh-huh, I do I do but as far as I'm paring I'm I'm only as good as the box that I'm in like you were saying and I have a snake and part of uh reptiles and stuff like that is they grow in the tank you know and if you have a small tank they're not gonna be big and it's very it's a good uh you know, philosophical parallel for life. And you, I feel that way at, at a varsity level, but there's still a lot left to do. And a lot, uh, a lot of, I still need to make an imprint, but I'm on that level. I'm on, mm-hmm. I'm beyond the game now. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in softball level, like I, that is tough. Uh, I threw out my first varsity uh, <laughs> level uh, coach. That's we last talk, bring that up. Um, and I say it to people who didn't listen to that episode, and for somebody who's maybe just coming back to varsity and didn't realize, I don't know the consequence of throwing out a college coach, but there's paperwork involved. And it's not something you ever pull the trigger on. And it's kind of something that is mutually – it's like a mutually assured destruction in a way. It's not like we, the consequences are but we don't want to do what, what comes with it. But there was uh, – I was in the deep sea and in softball. Deep sea means even you're behind the runners. So I'm really far. On a smaller field, but – I'm doing the best to make the call at first. And it was call at first. I forgot what I called. Safe or out. The coach who was the, the the offended party of the call. I heard him, but I wasn't listening. And I was offering him that. And in my head, I'm telling I'm telling myself, hey, he's talking to his player for being disappointed, and not charging the ball. So it might have been I called safe. And uh, that's what it was. So he 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 makes me go from hearing to listen. And after, like, a pitch or two, he goes, man, I think there was a walk. And he getting frustrated. And he goes, man, that, that was a horrible call, bro. I'm like, "Uh, time what? I'm like, I won't say his name. What? <laughs> I'm, giving you chance. yeah, I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you a chance. Yeah. What, what did you say? I know what you said. You know I know what you said. And he doubled down. So I was like, get out of here.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't wind up or anything. I just go, you know, almost like a, when a runner goes to first, and I'm pointing to third, get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and here's beyond the rules, and here's sort of where like it's not even like it makes you disenfranchised, but it's like, oh my god, why do I have to deal with this stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And we're on City Fields, not City Field, City New York City Fields, right? Right. And right. oh, rewind. So I was late to the game. And I should have grabbed a spot. I saw the way that the field is situated. I missed I didn't grab the spot. I thought I could get closer. Passed the field. 20-minute U-turn to get back to the field. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, anyway. So, the game started great. Great. (laughs) So, then, you know, I had to throw this guy out. And he's a coach. He's, I was going to say the school. He's a coach I, I come across all the time. So, it was not out of character that he can do that. It was out of character that he actually did it to me. It really, and uh, so he get you know he gets tossed and he goes out of sight. That's all I need. Everybody's like you got to like leave the premises or whatever. But who's gonna escort him out? I'm in the middle of a, a New York City park. Anyway, lo and behold, a, a soccer team shows up with a permit. So not just a permit like for the start at six. The, the, uh, our game started at four they they're coming in at five o'clock saying that they have a permit for the field at four o'clock. And I'm like, well, buddy, you know, yeah, maybe right. show up at the same time. And the coach goes of the soccer team comes up to me and he goes, firstly, I go, Oh, okay. I try to mitigate it. My, my home play guy, he had it. He's not, he's not taking his mask off at this point. <laughs> so I'm going out there. And I'm talking to, and I go to the coach, the soccer coach. I'm like, "Oh, well, let me see a permit." He's like, "Let me see your permit." I'm like, "Oh, we're starting like this. This is how we're going to start." <laughs> I was like, "Do you see how I'm dressed? You think I have a permit?" <laughs> so the, of course the coach that I threw out is the home coach. And mm-hmm. guess who has the permit?
1: The home coach. Oh. Yeah. So
0: luckily he was still in his car somewhere. I asked the assistant coach, "Can you text him?"
1: <laughs> right. Right. I like, get
0: this guy back. And then this motherfucker comes out of his face when he shows up the field. He's like, why should I help you, the coach? And I'm like, help me? They're over, they're over here moving a soccer field into into shortstop territory. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I had it. I had it with everybody. I had it. With, but most importantly, I had it with the soccer team. This is my game, first of all. I'm So I go to a soccer coach, and I'm like, listen, man, you've not been helping since you got here. You show up at five with a permit that says four won't even show it to me and you're moving soccer nets. I guarantee you, if you don't let us finish this game, no game is getting done. I will sit in the middle of the field myself. Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Cause you're not acting right. So either you go wait and let me finish this game. And then I go to the coach who I threw. I was like, boy, you owe me now get out. (laughs) (laughs) So, what was good about all this, too, is...
1: He said, you owe me not get out.
0: <laughs> but I know him, too. Like, it was, you know, I was like, why are you acting like this? So the commissioner, shout out to Don Gugliaro. She calls me, and uh, we go over the details. And one of the things that she kept saying, and I use this phrase often. I'm not breaking my hand, patting myself on the back. But the coaches both report were like, that's a good umpire, no matter what. And he admitted to his faults. And... She was like, I'm not going to. So, the way it is, is if you throw a coach out, they lose pay for that game and they get suspended and they lose pay for another game. Mm. And I'm like, that. And Dawn was like, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to suspend. I was like, please make that a rule. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not even doing his next game. And if I did, the offense was just that game. It's not like Mm -hmm. you throw out an MLB coach and they're done without some further, uh, you know, aggravation of the the situation. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it, but these are things that are, (laughs) and I sent my friend, I'll send you the video, too. A homeless dude with dra- walking a bike just starts, I mean, walking like a sloth through the field. And I'm like, this game just has everything. <laughs> Thank God there's time limits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. just a whole. And that was well after. And, like, the soccer team's waiting around kicking the ball. And I could, they, they start kicking the ball onto the field on purpose. I'm like, come on, man. Come on! Please was the a high school team
1: or was it like a like a club? Uh, that, that, all, the like... the
0: the soccer team was a middle school. Age. Okay, okay. Um, I texted my partner right before the last out. I was like, "I'm not walking up to you. I'm saying bye right now, bro." Right, right, <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> I
0: ran. But yeah, that's the that's the shit you got to deal with when you do. I mean, I would imagine every varsity area of softball, specifically softball, but that shit happens in the Bronx too. I, mm-hmm. In Gritona one infamous park where you just get people involved. They just start mm-hmm. showing up. Mm-hmm. Like oh. it's like do you got money on this? Is this a DraftKings thing? What was that <laughs> parlays on this? Who's <laughs> showing up? Like talking one guy was saying I like I'm assassinating the game. Oh geez. Yeah okay. I'm like what saying in Spanish too. I'm like oh my goodness. Well some jeez. Yeah huh? so so <laughs> stick with the college and I can't wait to get there.
1: Oh it's 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 everywhere man. You know like you know you, you try to be as professional as you can and and I, I just a quick story. I, I you know, you are hearing all kinds of stupid stuff in the in the crowd, and you know, you just kind of laughing to yourself. And yeah, and we had a we had a scenario we had to manage. And it's like
0: they don't know that you're li- like they. Like I said, you, like, I hear everything, but I listen to a few things.
1: You know, like some some dad in the stands is you know yelling, "He's over the plate. You got to fix that. He's out of the box." You know, just dumb stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And. and and I know the coaches hear it too, but they're just probably like you know blocking it out because they know the dad, they know how off the wall he probably is, and super dad. So we had to manage. I think it was uh, just making sure we had the correct count or something like that. And I turned to the the the, the score, and he just kind of flashed the count. And, you know, they flashed it back or whatever. And and the dad said something stupid. You're in charge of the game. And I mean, just instinctually, I said, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd just shushed. I mean, like everyone just like stopped talking, and and I turned around, and we were good, and we kept and we 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 kept it moving. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things. Where it was just like, oh my goodness, like just just watch, just watch your son play. Like that's all they wanted you to do. This was show up, watch college? the game. This college, this college, this is the weekend. <laughs> this is a weekend series, you know. And I, and second game, I had to dish, you know, and. You know, I had to, you know, for this obnoxious fan, because no one wanted to tell him that he probably needed to be quiet. I went ahead and did it like, again. Yeah, dude, just shut up.
0: like Hey, quiet. for all umpires listening to Curtis and revere him as the guy that I revere him,
1: don't do what he just did. No, please don't. <laughs> that, 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 that's a criticism. And Curtis. A probably, criticism. You know, like just, You know, like. You just this happened. I don't do that often. Please know that Curtis does not do that often. Yes, no, um, of course. And, uh, but but in that scenario, yeah, Curtis felt it and he did it, and we kept moving. So,
0: uh, I, one time in domination, this this dad was just, oh, let's just say he 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 was doing the playbook in his head type of like he was so involved. I don't know yeah. what age it was, but it wasn't like it wasn't you know varsity aged and. At the end, his team won, and uh, at the end of the game, I, I walked past him. And I'm like, Oh, make sure next time you bring your pom poms. You know, that was funny,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole other culture clash right there, uh, yeah.
0: When you're dealing with uh, parents of yeah, of youth, that's why I like I love when Nation has uh, during the week 18. u it's like these mm-hmm. kids drive themselves, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just yeah. they, they carpool and stuff, so so yeah, man, it was. It's great catching up. Uh, Always, we got to figure man. out a, something specific to talk about uh, next time and I promise everybody we will it, get something because I want I, I in those podcasts especially a strike zone one which I want to get out when we talk about eye level and, and positioning mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm, I I was real time learning so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that translates. Yeah. So, yeah you going to yeah. say something?
1: No, I was gonna say. I mean, I'm 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 glad we just had a chance to just kind of just to shoot the shit a little bit, you know. Because I think uh, there's plenty of stuff that we can we can dive into, you know, which I'm really excited about to be honest, and really just create a space to dive into some of these mechanical conversations or philosophical conversations, all type of things. But today was just nice to just to just catch up, you know. And yeah, and, I feel and better. um and I and I I appreciate and and celebrate all the work that you're doing, homie. Like I think it's good stuff. Um, and I think it's it's bringing awareness to you know folks who have been really embedded in the game in in in, in various ways um, to, to 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 the podcast realm so good work homie and keep it going and I look forward to the next conversation
0: well that, I, I really appreciate that and um you know there's a reason why the first person I thought to do all this was you and uh yeah I think um more of the besides the first episode we were introducing ourselves in the podcast. I needed it to be more um, focused because those episodes, until now, I didn't. Full disclosure: were it's not like I with Carl Stomo. I've known that man for years, and we're, we're friends, and we know each other's humor. But we we're business in a little way. We're now more comfortable. I know you more. I know, you know, and we're this episode would would have been, it wouldn't have been what it was now. If we just were shooting shit before, and it's also good for, like I said, for people to understand how much there is to learn if you're an umpire or if you care about the sport in that deep of a way. So it's good to get something like constructive and and dissect it. But shooting the shit with you like this and and almost talking shop. Shout out to Carlos Stone, like like I do with him. And I hope everybody can hear how much I feel better uh, getting it all off. And yeah, and thank you for the praise and hard work because I hope it comes through, man. I, I'm really. I'm trying, man. And I I really want to. I didn't really, I didn't even know, A, that uh, when I took the headphones off a couple of podcasts ago, how much I'd enjoy, I forgot that, oh, shit, you might actually enjoy this. And as I'm going through this and seeing how much there is to accomplish and and gain, you know, to quote uh, not a successful guy, but somebody we all look up to, Tony Montana, I want the world, Chico, and everything in it. So we'll leave it at that, man. Curtis, I'll talk to you next time, man. Take care, my man. All right, buddy. Boom. Peace.